Well, hello, White Sox fans. How are you doing today? Uh, coming fresh off of a hard-fought, hard-fought victory last night. Um, my name is Ian Eskridge. I'm here with Danny Miller. How are you doing, Danny? What's up, man? I am fantastic for the most part. You know, sloppy wins, uh, I'll take them. Yeah, that was <laughs> that one was tough. It was like no matter what, the lead kept on shrinking. Get up again, lead shrinks. And I, I'll tell you what, I mean, Los came back from his no-hitter and comes to Cleveland this time, and um, he did not have his command, and uh, he was kind of looked like he was super amped up and uh, all over the place. His... Uh, his slider was all over the place. His fastball command was all over the place. I mean, to me, it just looked like, you know, he was he was rearing to go, and it was just, uh, you know, a tough day for him uh, just trying to rein it in. And uh, they were making him work, too. Like, they were they were not swinging at uh, non-strikes. It was, it was no. tough. Yeah. No, it was. I agree. Uh, you know, you – you get a guy who comes out and he, he puts up a performance like Lowe's did in his, uh, his last game. And I'm sure, uh, you know, you're pretty excited to get back out there and do it again. I myself have never thrown a no hitter or a perfect game. So, uh, I can't imagine what that's like, but you know, when you're feeling good, you can, uh, you can get out there and, uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, the excitement can get to you a little bit. Uh, the other thing is, is, you know, it was 28 degrees, I believe, in at the start of the game, or at least, yeah. you know, early going, uh, and it wasn't getting any warmer. So uh, I think a lot of those factors can kind of play in there. And luckily for the White Sox, as we showed in our uh, opening sequence there, uh, there were some hot hands at the dish. At, uh, it kept the uh, offense moving and uh, kept the game at bay. Yeah, it's nice to see, especially from uh... – uh, hashtag MVP you know, nice to see him come out and um, have a game that was kind of reminiscent of what he was doing last year. And I mean, I personally, like everybody knows that he had, you know, generally is a pretty slow starter. And I think that last year was an anomaly because you're starting the season in July. So it's already hot outside. And right, right. I think, you know, that you know, with him, you know, generally hitting better during warmer weather and not doing so hot in uh, April. I'm not entirely sure how much the, the temperature and uh, the weather, you know, has, has to play, you know, has what role it has to play in the issues uh, with his uh, slow starts. But um, I got to tell you, man, uh, it's nice seeing him hit those dingers. Yeah, the sound that comes off of his bat when he is on, when he's squaring up balls, just it's it's a thing of beauty, uh, and it inspires hope that uh, you know some of the the cold starts that we've seen from these guys, you know, and and Jose's not the only one that started out cold this season, and a few guys are starting to heat up a little bit. So yeah, when you hear those cracks of the bat, you know, it kind of gives you that that hope that things are maybe finally uh, swinging around in the right direction. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was great, great baseball weather, Splats. Uh, Splats, if I am not uh, <laughs> incorrect, uh, I believe you are an Indians fan, so um, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, yeah, no, it 30 degrees. I Personally, uh, I saw a tweet from uh, Father Zoe on Twitter today saying that, uh, you know, these April games should basically be, you know, in warm weather towns and in domes for like the first month. And I, I don't know, man. I like, I was of the opinion that the first, uh, the first couple series at least should be played on the West coast and down South this year. We, we got that and we actually got through the first couple of series with no problems. Shocker, you know, playing in, uh, Los Angeles and Seattle. I mean, no problems as far as uh, getting the games in. Uh, we want to talk about some of those performances for that first week. Ooh. Yeah, weather being one thing, uh, performance being a completely different thing. But, uh, you know, the West Coast is always kind of tough for us. Uh, it, it's not it typically been a place that uh, the White Sox do well often, and you kind of hope to uh, walk away with a split when you do those, you know, whether it's, total numbers or you know each series whatever but uh you know it didn't work out that way in the end either way but the games got in and uh weather was a little bit better than what we're seeing right now between you know boston and cleveland so i'm with you we should uh you know we can make an appeal to the to the folks that do you know scheduling for mlb but uh it, it never seems to change yeah no it really doesn't it's exactly like uh you know when i used to do touring stuff uh, doing my live audio gig, um, it seems like just like the MLB schedulers, you know, that they would schedule shows with a map and a dartboard. And, uh, you know, it's pretty much exactly the same thing. It's pretty brutal. So if, you know, for anybody that's listening, uh, watching, um, you're wondering, oh, well, there was supposed to be a White Sox-Indians uh, game tonight. Uh, Splats has just uh, informed us that they got uh, over three inches of snow last night in Cleveland. So that is why uh, I believe it's May 31st, if I remember correctly. we got a doubleheader now with the uh, Indians scheduled. So we'll have a, a double dose of uh, seven-inning ball games. Um, hey, here's a question, and I have not seen this as a and it's still snowing Ugh, as i feel well, for you, you man keep all that stuff over there Ugh. on uh you're under the great lakes uh <laughs> no we're, we're doing okay i'll I'll take the, the 30 degree weather here over the snow anyway. yeah you keep your lake erie nonsense over there um so my parents just came up from uh north carolina and they said that as they were driving you know east to west coming up here and north um that they hit some stuff you know, in Indiana. And so now obviously it hit, uh, hit Ohio last night. And with that Lake effect over there on Cleveland, like that whole, that whole elbow right there between, uh, Cleveland, uh, Erie, Pennsylvania and Buffalo, like that whole, you know, thing, that whole elbow right there just gets hammered with snow. And I'm so happy I don't have to deal with that. Although I have to say, I hate it here too. Like we just got, uh, oh, look at that. Thanks for the follow oh, yeah. frontline cigars. Um, yes. I mean, I, I, I'm little, sitting there. You're mean dance for you, buddy. Yeah, I'm sitting there in my car waiting to pick my kid up today and snow flurries. 
And I was like, are you kidding me, man? Like, it's almost May, for crying out loud, and we're still getting snow. It's awful. Yeah. I had plans to uh, make a trip into uh, northwest Indiana yesterday. And, uh, you know, it was only flurries that I was looking at yesterday morning, but I decided, eh, not going to do it. I've driven in, you know, feet of snow all winter long this year. It seemed like we were buried. And, uh, you know, a couple flurries, and I was like, screw that. Enough's enough. I'm done. I'm going to take the day off. Yeah. Yeah, tough. I, I, I'm, I'm over it, man. Like, I keep on telling the wife I want to I want to move somewhere warm, but uh, I kind of think it's probably never going to happen. Um, got White yeah. Sox Larry Little, in the chat. Yeah, White Sox Larry. What's up, buddy? Yeah, so... Uh, um, yeah, so we got uh, yesterday. We got our rematch of uh, Rodon and Plesac. Plesac looked a lot more sharp than he did uh, the first time around, at least in the first inning. Um, like we ended up, you know, getting a couple of, uh, you know, a couple runs on him and ended up chasing him. Uh, oh, if you was... mean by more sharp, uh, he was hitting the strike zone. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, he, he didn't was. give up six but, uh... runs in the first inning, so. No, he didn't. That's but, more uh, sharp. You know, he didn't give up a lot in the in the first inning, but he gave no. up a few after, and uh, he left some stuff out over the plate, and our boys took advantage. Yeah, like it was nice. Uh, you got uh, Mankata getting that uh, that double was nice to see. You know, it it seems like all the guys who are really really struggling are finally starting to kind of iron things out a little bit. Uh, Robert has, you know, we had this talk last time, um, and I knew that, you, you know, you said in particular that you were not thrilled with I just wasn't convinced that he was back yet. He was he was still he, he was still chasing that low outside breaking ball a lot. I was I saw him go down in some counts, you know, 0 and 2. And uh, you know, he seemed to uh he's changed his two strike approach at that point, but I wasn't convinced that he was gonna break out of that slump yet. And I'm happy to say that I was one hundred percent wrong because he has raised his batting average. And I know batting average is like the yeah, number one indicator average, yeah, yeah. of her. It's 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 the best indicator of a hitter. But yeah, you know, he's hitting over three hundred right now and uh no complaints whatsoever. Uh he's really turned it on and I'm happy to see it. Happy to see it. Happy to say I'm I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean yeah, and then uh, you had Grandal also with the uh, two-run bomb in the seventh last night, and uh, I think at the time I want to say it was uh, eight to two when he hit that home run. It was either eight to two or eight to three, but um, yeah, I gotta say it's. Uh, I believe it was six to two. Oh well, yeah, before before six. he hit it, yeah, but I think it was you know obviously two-run home run. Six plus two right. equals eight. I can do math. Right. So, um, yeah, so I don't know. Pretty happy with it. We'll have, uh, our, uh, we'll have to have our own edition of Sox Math here on the uh, White Sox Daily Podcast. Six plus two equals. Uh, yeah, so uh, Evan Marshall came in yesterday. Uh, he looked pretty good. Um, This Garrett Crochet thing. You know, I, I know. Ah, that... you know, there's a lot of folks that uh not real happy with him right now. And, uh. Yeah, I don't know that I'm unhappy. Yeah, I just my curiosity is, you know, is is peaked that last year, you know, and I know that Steve Stone went on uh he went on I think on 
six seventy the score one of the one of the radio stations and said something about uh, you know that crochet had only pitched you know like hadn't pitched at all for college and that he was a fresh arm and so that's why he was throwing harder last year which I mean it's April so I mean I don't know how much fresher you can get but um, I've also heard uh, rumors that they've got that the White Sox have thoughts that they want him to pitch more like he would if he was a starting pitcher and not so much like he's a reliever so they aka they don't want him coming out throwing 102 or you know like max effort in a reliever role and uh, I think that the idea and I I mean you know again I'm me I don't work for the White Sox but um, I have to imagine that you know they're trying to get him multiple innings a game like they're doing with Kopech where he's coming out and he'll throw two, three innings. The issue has been so far that 96 crochet is not getting the job done like 102 mile per hour crochet. And if you remember last year when crochet came up, you know, like one of his first series that he, it might even have been his first game when he came up was against the Indians and he came out throwing 102 and those guys were having a difficult time. And this was when they still had uh, Santana. So, I mean, you had right. slightly, you know, slightly uh, higher tier players. I mean, Ramirez is still there and he's obviously still good. Um, but, you know, like you had higher tier of, yeah, of guys. You that know, being you had the Lindors that used to be there and, you know, those guys. Uh, I, I kind of see where you're going with this. I mean, but, it's uh, just, you know, if if the guy throwing 96 can't get outs, you're not going to get him multiple innings. And if that's what the plan is, is to move him to a starter, you you want, I mean, ideally you would want him to get more than two-thirds of an inning in or an inning in every time, you know? Right. And I think uh, I, I heard something recently, and I'm sure it's it, none of it's verified. It's kind of speculation. I might have been on Twitter. It was somewhere, you know, browsing the social media world. And uh, I, I read something that somebody said he was actually working on his secondary pitches outside of game work because uh, the fastball, unfortunately, doesn't move a whole lot. Yeah, no, it's true. Uh, you know, and you throw 96 97 miles an hour somebody yesterday on, on social media called that pedestrian which is you know you could say he looks pedestrian all <laughs> Pedest- you want to there's yeah. nothing pe- pedestrian there's nothing 96. pedestrian about 96 97 miles no. an hour i'm sorry even if it's straight as an arrow will major league hitters catch up to it absolutely but uh it's not pedestrian at all uh you know the white Sox have more 95 plus mile an hour pitches thrown this season by a lot than the next closest team so uh we got some flamethrowers Garrett Crochet, like you said, didn't pitch a lot in in college. Didn't pitch at all in college last year, right? COVID. Yeah, uh, I don't think up, he had a start. Uh, came up. It was literally drafted last season. Uh, you know, wasn't even around for spring training, any of that stuff. Didn't come around until later in the year. Uh, did the secondary camp with the team and then spent, uh, the, you know, the, the first half or the better part of the first half of the season uh, in Schaumburg at the alternate site and he brought him in and he, he was, yeah, he was throwing bullets. 
out there. He only had, you know, what was it, 18 or 20 games or something to worry about. Or, or, I don't know, however many games it was at the end of the year, at the end of the 60-game season last year, 30 games, whatever it might have been, to where he was coming out of the bullpen, he was only going to give you one inning, and he could throw a 1,000 miles an hour. You know, like you're saying, uh, if they want to stretch his arm out, get him ready to be a starter, I think, you know, taking a couple miles an hour off isn't a bad thing. But, again, I will agree that, you know, if you're trying to get middle reliever type innings out of this guy where you're going to throw him two, three innings every time to help him get that arm strength, to help him get him stretched out so that he is ready to come in, you know, into a starter role either later in the season or next year. Uh, you know, I guess those are risks you're going to have to take slowing him down and he's going to give up some hits. And when you throw the ball that hard, he's going to get hit hard. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the whole, the whole thing is, you know, seeing crochet, at 96-97 versus 102. Um, it's the same thing as uh, basically, at least in my eyes, watching from not with the club and not having, you know, like the, uh, you know, not having um, like the camera access and like all the metrics and everything of the pitches. But to me, when I watch crochet, it's exactly like watching Zach Birdie. You know, is that when he had that elite velocity and he was hitting 101, 102 in college and uh, in the minors before he ended up uh, blowing his arm out, was that when you're throwing 102, it doesn't matter if it's straight because you're still throwing it 102. And if there's a secondary pitch with, you know, a decrease in velo, people are going to have a hard time hitting it. You know, especially if you're yeah, like, decent. There's a lot tunnel. of guesswork there. A lot of guesswork, and you better be right if you're gonna hit the ball. Yeah, and I mean, essentially, you know, like I mean, it took it took Birdie like a good after TJ took him like a good like eighteen months to two years almost to finally start getting his velo back. But I mean, he's still not to you know where he was pre Tommy John, and you know when when we brought him up uh when we've seen him it's been like 96 97 same thing but the problem is is that it's straight and then he gets hit hard yeah but i mean like the you know we just saw him uh he just pitched uh, a couple innings in boston um after uh lucas got his brains beat in and um and another I mean, he, really great performance followed up with a bit of a clunker, you know. Oof, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I will get to that one. We'll get to the Red Sox series in a little bit, but I mean just Yeah. In general, uh Birdie, he it looks like he I mean, I know he already got sent back down. Um, but I have to say he gave up that uh that home run. I didn't think he looked all, you know, I didn't think he looked all that bad and I thought his uh his breaking pitches were actually uh actually looked pretty decent, so it looks like he might I'm hoping he's back on the on the up and up. I know that uh, some people are down on him because, you know, they've seen him over the last year and a half, and he's gone out there and just, you know, got lit up. But, I mean. Yeah, well, you know, injuries will do that to guys. Uh, you know, and uh, we've heard it said in a few different places that development is not linear. And, you know, recovering from injury is kind of the same thing. Uh, you know, everybody recovers at a different rate. Uh, hopefully, you know, like you said, the kid's finally feeling good. Uh, and if those secondary pitches are working, 97, 
all of a sudden becomes 102 if you've got, you know, a slider that comes in at 88, 90, or, uh, you know, a changeup that comes in mid 80s. You know, I don't know that Birdie's got a, you know, 15 mile an hour decrease in his, in his, his uh, breaking stuff, but uh, he's got a couple nasty uh, secondary pitches that if they're on, he could be lethal. Yeah, know? I'm I'm hoping that he figures it out. I mean, you don't spend a first round draft pick on a closer if you know. I, I mean, it's you, rarity to see a bullpen guy go in the first round at all. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, obviously they saw something that was uh, impressive, and you know, I saw it when he was, you know, when he first got drafted and he came in. I mean, he looked really good. And then there came a time where, you know, everything kind of flattened out. All of his pitches kind of flattened out and uh, flattened out even more than they had before. And his velocity had dropped a few miles an hour, and then he started getting hit a lot. And then, you know, you hear uh, a couple days later that, uh, you know, Tommy John. So hey, well, you, get the, you get the report of elbow tightness and you go "Uh uh-oh yeah because i think that if i'm not mistaken that's how it happened and that's how it's happened a couple times with these white sass pitchers as well you know he's some elbow discomfort you know throwing arm elbow discomfort and you go oh shit yeah here we go here we go and you know within a day or two it's they're going for surgery or second opinions or whatever it might be and you know it's been one kick in the pants after the other so yeah you know let's just I'm gonna I'm gonna pray to the to the voodoo gods, you know. Where's where's Joe Boo? We need to get Joe Boo in here and uh offer him a live chicken or something or a bucket of chicken and some rum. But uh no more no more of these injuries, man. Yeah, I saw uh I'm trying to think of uh where it was oh I saw in uh, MLB trade rumors uh today that uh Denilson Lamette with the uh Padres is uh he was just he just sat out uh for a month you know like two months almost with uh UCL yeah, strain a big part of spring mm-hmm. yeah UCL strain and then uh he came back and he left a start today with uh forearm tightness so i don't know man he's he's probably going to end up done for the year is my guess and then he's going to be Tommy oh, John. is that another one of your, that's another one of your uh, fantasy draft guys is it not of course you, oh, you've, you've you've had some tough runs, especially with these these Padres guys over there. These San Diego guys are eating you alive over there. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, no, it's it's not been good. I mean, it's pretty much been my mo for my entire life that if I draft somebody in a fantasy sport, um, you can pretty much bank on them missing a bunch of time. I'm real like if if they were looking for like uh like Mel Kiper for fantasy drafts for like an injury expert i'll tell you who i'm gonna pick and then you know that it's gonna end up badly stay away from him yeah it sounds like my uh football fantasy teams yeah. draft a monster team and then end up finishing middle of the pack i can do it with bull sports i'm uh i'm uh ambidextrous or i'm um, like the <laughs> Deion sanders of uh Deion sanders bo jackson of uh fantasy of, of fantasy injuries yeah, pretty much <laughs> all right so we got a question from uh frontline cigars what are your views on yeah. position players pitching makes me feel like the manager gave up on his team that particular <laughs> particular day or am i wrong and we are of course speaking of that uh 
that Boston game uh, where Geo got uh, smacked. Or I mean, he oh man, that was yeah. Or Angle pitched the watch. same amount of innings as Geo did and ended up with more strikeouts. That, that uh, Danny Mendick. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, you're right. Yeah. Angle, he's uh, yeah, it's hard to pitch while you're on the IL, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So we had uh, first we had uh, a Yermin sighting on the mound. And uh, I have Throwing to say, seventy-seven mile an hour changeup. Yeah, well, I mean, he threw that. <laughs> he threw like a. He looked like he he got it going a little bit and hit eighty-eight on that one. Yeah, uh, way it out of the zone fastball. Up. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. As far as like uh, makes you feel like the manager gave up on the team at the time. We were only a, uh, we were down what like three or four runs at that time. I want to say it was like eight and three or eight and four. Yeah. Oh, I don't think did I draft Rodon in the dynasty league? I don't know if I did. I don't remember. I'll uh, have to I'll have to look that one up. Uh, I don't think I drafted him. I think uh, I think somebody else did. If I did, hey, uh, you know, I think, I think you know, do one of the former uh, Cubs guys. I thought it was a yeah, Cubs I do guy. one of those. One of those former, you know, uh, Chicago dugout Cubs guys ended up with like half the White Sox on their team. Oh, that was Ben. Yeah. He, he, yeah. yeah. I don't know if he drafted Rodon, but yeah, he's definitely. Uh, he's loaded up on White Sox players. He got like the all Chicago team going. Yeah, over it's there. ridiculous how many of them he's got. Um, let's see here. Let me check at my pitching Spiteful. here. Spiteful. I do not have Rodon, and uh, I did have uh, Denelson Lamette in my reserves. And uh looks like he will remain in my reserves. Um, he's not coming out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. He'll be putting him on the IR soon. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, IL. anyway, so, yeah, we, so we had Mercedes, and then we had uh, and we had Mendick. Do we have anybody else in that game as far as position uh, players? No, I think it was just the two of them. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, as far as that game goes, I mean, we were pretty – I didn't feel like the White Sox were out of that game yet. I mean, uh, the first I don't know. inning kind of threw, you know, it was like a, a cold shower and it kind of ruined everything. And, you know, coming out it, you know, I and mean, we all know, I mean, I know from watching Giolito on Twitch that he is not a early morning person. Uh, I think it was Daryl Van Scowen on Twitter said that, He's famously uh, one of those guys whose his hair's a mess. Uh, he looks like he just got out of bed. He's wearing glasses and not contacts, and and he's got a cup of coffee in his hand at like ten or eleven o'clock in the morning during spring training, and he looks, you know, not ready to go. Awful. So what's <laughs> what's the best idea after a doubleheader? You know, is that the next morning for Patriots Day at ten o'clock in the morning or whatever it was, starting Giolito? I mean, to me. Like when I saw when I when I saw that Giolito was getting that start, I was like, seems kind of odd. And uh, if I was going to pick a pitcher for that day, and I granted we've had you know some uh, depth issues with our starting pitching with uh, Lynn going down, but I mean uh, I don't know. It seemed like a, a kind of odd choice to me. And I will also say to answer the the question, uh, Frontline Cigars, that yeah, I kind of did feel like it was a bit early 
to use a position player to pitch in that game just strictly yeah. for the fact that the score wasn't, you know, wasn't that uh wasn't that far out it of hand. It wasn't out of hand, especially with the offense that this team carries. Uh, you know, albeit it's only just starting to kind of warm up a little bit. Sorry, earthquake. I'm uh I'm a bump in the desk here. Uh with the uh the offense that this team has and you know being able to produce runs, I kind of have to agree. Uh it was it seems like it was a bit early to kind of throw the white flag in. Uh, you know, I get that you're just coming off of a doubleheader. Uh, you know, maybe the bullpen is taxed a little bit. Although last week we saw starting pitching finally get deeper into a bunch of ball ball games. Uh, you know, the no hitter. Uh, we had uh, Giolito go, you know, deep into a game. Lance Lynn had the uh, complete game shutout, you know, uh, the bullpen had had some rest and I don't think it was really necessary to go that route. And I kind of agree. It feels just given up on the team a little bit and, ah, oh, sorry guys, I keep doing that, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I really don't feel great about that either. Uh, you know, if the game was further out of hand, I'd say, yeah, go ahead, you know, save those guys arms for a, you know, a later date. If you feel the need to do that. But, uh, you know, you're down three or four. It's early in the day. These guys are going to get plenty of rest before the next game. I just don't see the I don't see the reasoning behind it. And, was, you know, yeah. we can question a lot of these things. You know, there's still a lot of people out there that are saying that, you, you know, Tony is a Hall of Fame manager and we're not allowed to question him. Uh, you know, that might be the case, but uh, I. You know, I kind of have that what have you done for me lately mentality right now. I'm not liking a lot of the decisions I'm seeing. I've obviously I've never been a manager in MLB. Really? But, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> shocking. I know it, it might come as a surprise, but I have never managed in the MLB. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, I, I feel like I could do a better job than some of the stuff I'm seeing right now. Uh, this lineup should pretty much make itself. It should write itself, in my opinion. Uh, you know, we've been talking about it pretty much all winter up until this point about lineup construction and, you know, how we finally feel pretty good about some of uh, the pieces that we're missing. And yet we're getting these replacement-level players almost daily. Uh, and we're getting some questionable bullpen calls and moves that, you know, I, I don't know. I, there's a little league mentality kind of feel to it that, uh, you know, everybody gets a chance to play type of thing. And I know it's early in the season, but there's that old cliche that you can't win an, uh, a pennant in April, but you can certainly lose one. And, I, you know, this is not the time to be looking to see what you got, to try to find that diamond in the rough in Jake Lamb or – you know, that was that was for rebuild years. And uh, fr quite frankly, it is kind of disturbing, in my opinion. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> I posted the uh, the Jake Lamb at bat the other day. Um, three pitches of uh, pure ugliness. And uh, it was like uh, first pitch right down the pipe. Second pitch. uh also, you know, I think it was a changeup, but it was also right down the pipe. And then uh, 
it was against uh, Eovaldi, Jake Lamb against uh, Eovaldi, and then he draw, you know, he throws a low curveball that just spikes into the ground, you know, a foot in front of home plate, and uh, Lamb just looked like he. You had finally his... elicit that swing. Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh man, it was ugly. Finally, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, I did, I did. Lamb, Lamb ended up getting a hit in that game, if I remember correctly. I mean, yeah, it eventually. was like didn't matter, but um, yeah. Um, yeah, the Tony Larusa saga has been um, something. I don't know. I it's I kind of have uh, questions. I guess I'm still holding off on being too judgmental. Still, I know that I'm a that I'm a, a late. Um, I'm late to this whole thing of uh, like I'm not mad yet. I'm kind of no white, no Larry. I would not take Ricky back over TLR. I'm, Absolutely, yeah, that's not. that's not happening. Um, but I will say, you know, I I'm trying to think of how much is of the of the things that we've seen so far is Tony t- trying to figure out his roster. Why didn't he do that in spring? Well, I mean, why were, we saying, why were we saying Mike Carter throw, you know, every what's it, Mike Carter? Is that the right name? Mike the something, pitcher. whatever it is. He was bad. The, the pitcher was bad that we knew wasn't going to make the roster. And, you know, and I, like I said, we, we've talked about this in previous uh, streams, but, uh, you, know, you know, maybe these guys were getting extra work in, in the back lots, you know, in the backfield. So they were getting more uh, attention from, uh, coaching yeah, staff. Yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, I, there's all kinds of questions and there's all kinds of things, but, you know, the, the minute Tim Anderson came back from being out, you know, for a little over a week, uh, I have to say it, the lineup should have, in my opinion, gone back to a more regular one. And we got the big boy lineup one day, kind of, sort of, sort of, uh, but it was one day. And, you know, they didn't perform at their greatest when we got that, but it was the day that Tim came back. Why are we not giving these guys the opportunity to become comfortable together on a daily basis? Why are we still, we're still playing some really old school 1980s style matchups, you know, lefty, lefty, righty, righty, uh, speed guy versus, you know, uh, maybe a catcher that it doesn't have the best, you know, defense or you know, whatever. There's just, there's these certain things that they make you go, is there really that much an advantage to playing this guy who's a secondary player over your everyday star? Are we looking for some kind of specific matchup or specific point to hit on where maybe this guy's going to come through for you and and instead of, you know, the Tim Andersons or Jose Abreu's or Yohan Moncada's or, or whoever it might be in the lineup that's sitting down that day for a secondary player? And uh, that's kind of where my head's at right now. Yeah, I can't remember where it was. I, I think it was. Uh, it might have been on a Facebook group. A uh, guy who is a uh, also a Cardinals fan, as well as a White Sox fan. He said, "You know, Tony's kind of been following my teams around for my whole life," and uh, he said, "Now I'm starting to remember some of the things that I didn't like about Thanks, <laughs> about Tony Larusa, being that uh, you know." he did this kind of thing a lot where you would hardly ever see every single one of your guys 
in a lineup for a period of time. He said that it always seemed like there was always at least one guy in the lineup that shouldn't have been there. And it's, I mean, it's kind of, that's pretty much exactly what we've gotten this entire time. I mean, if we have, you know, a lineup, like more, more often than not, we've seen it where there's been like three guys that shouldn't be playing in the lineup per night than, than one. Yeah. 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 Agreed. You know, we could talk about Billy Hamilton's, uh, I guess you could call kind of hot start, at least for himself before he was injured. Uh, there were nights we saw him and lamb and, uh, you know, a few others in the lineup together and you're scratching your head. Like, well, what is this? And why, why the big question is why? Yeah, no, I, and it, w- it would be nice to get something other than the, the uh, the prepared media response of, well, you know, it was this matchup or that matchup. Cause if that's the God's honest truth for what you're, why you're sitting, your proven stars, your proven players, there's a problem. And, you know, I, I'm not really feeling good about Tony at all. Yeah. And I'm sorry to keep harping on him, but you know, no, it's just, it's I, I expected more from, the hall of fame manager. Yeah, I really did. You know, whether or not, whatever he went through in the off season or a few years ago, you know, with his, uh, his, his legal issues that we won't dive into at the moment. Uh, they've been pretty much covered well here at white Sox daily and everywhere else for that. matter. Well, I think uh, that you'll find, uh, looking here through the, uh, the chat. Now that you mentioned this whole thing about harping on him, you're going to see the TLR supporters really start to, uh, fill the comments here. With well, their that's... support for uh, Tony Larusa, that's not going to happen. Um, so frontline, I'm, I'm looking. I'm not seeing it. Uh, yeah, no, not yet. Yeah. It's going to take a minute. Uh. They're, they're just they're they're revving it up. Uh, so what happens when Engel and Hamilton come back? Who do you keep up and who goes? And this is I've seen this question everywhere. Um, because you don't know that Hamilton comes back right away, even when he's healthy. Yeah, so he's play he's playing in uh he's playing in Schaumburg or wherever the heck it was that they were playing. Were they playing at guaranteed rate? I, I don't even know where they were playing, but they were playing yesterday during the day, I think. So um but uh Reynaldo made the start and uh Billy Hamilton was in there, Jake Berger was there, took a walk in his first at bat, I guess. That's all the stuff I saw. But um yeah, that that thing. Um, I am hoping that Jake Lamb will be the first one to go. Um, but I don't know if that's going to be the case because he plays third base and first base. You know, I mean, I guess you could. Possibly, we don't have enough first baseman. Well, I mean, we definitely have enough first baseman, but I mean. They like the whole argument was that he could play left field, and that you could put him at first base and third base as well. And like my thing is, is that I can put a warm body anywhere and say that they can play there, but can right. they actually play it? And I mean, if we see more of those Jake Lamb at bats that we've been seeing, I mean, I'm really hoping that he's gone at least, so he'd be yeah. The first and you know, one there gone. were a, there were a lot of complaints about seeing uh, some Leury early in the season, but uh, I'll take Leary's, uh, you know, under 300 OBP 
playing some of these uh these some of these secondary positions that you know he maybe he's not the most comfortable at like third base you know uh he's probably more of a little bit more of a middle infielder when he's when he's being used as a utility guy but he can cover third and give me a better at bat than Jake Lamb's giving me anything this year. Okay, so, yeah. I, I, I'm going to stop you there. Okay, and I'm going to rewind it to yesterday, to when the White Sox had just gotten like three or four hits in a row, and Larry Garcia comes up and drops the head on his bunt and pops out to the pitcher. Yeah, I knew you were going to do that. I mean, what? I mean, you know that that guy has looked terrible at the plate this year. I mean, like, awful. Well, he, yeah. He has. Has he looked Jake Lamb bad, though? I I mean, uh, same thing. <laughs> you know? I mean, like, really, I mean, neither one of them are hitting. <laughs> I mean, I guess okay. Larry will play, you know, he can play more positions, so – there's that. And obviously I don't want, I would rather have Larry there than Jake lamb. Well, yeah, I mean, I hadn't even heard that Jake lamb would play third, uh, you know, well, I, it's, he, I mean, that's I mean, his position. it's happened. Yeah. I'm sorry. Outfield. I'm sorry. I wouldn't play anything other than third, you know, him being serviceable in, in left field or whatever, you know, they were going to throw him out there. Like, he, you know, at least the Ori is known for being able to play just about every position defensively and do it with some semblance of, you know, knowing what he's doing out there. Some places he's better than others, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's definitely a, 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 a halfway decent defender, if not, you know, above average in most positions that he plays. And uh, I, I take that, especially with the defensive woes that this team has seen so far early in the season. So if they're both, if they're going to hit, if they're, if, if the hitting is the same, you know, one way or the other, I want to, I'll take the defender over the guy who is a question mark and, or, you know, outside of one or two positions. Oh, you I know, mean, my thought. I definitely rather have him than Jake lamb. I mean, I, in my opinion, I, I don't think that that's, well, you know, Jake lamb was a, uh, he was a totally diverse guy in Arizona. He did. I mean, he, he had a couple of seasons, where he was decent, but again, uh, I just like we're talking. There's a part of me that just wonders, yeah, right? And, and that's what I'm saying. There's a part of me that wonders that you know, is this a Tony Larusa decision that he's even on the team? Did he come because Tony Larusa saw something in him when when he was at a, a, you know, a consultant in the front office in Arizona, and he said, "This guy, I gotta have him." <laughs> And now he has to prove that he was right. And that's why we keep seeing him in situations you probably don't want to see him in. Yeah, if if there's one guy I got to have, it's going to be Jake Lamb. He's the guy I got to have. I mean, it, it kind of feels that way. I'm I, just saying. Yeah. I mean, with how much playing time he's getting. Um, yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> as far as Engel goes, uh, I mean, obviously, when Engel's ready to go, he's there. He's now. In. You know that that does bring up a uh, an interesting conundrum um, that when Engel comes back, Vaughn, unless he really starts hitting, like uh, unless he seems to un- unless he like really figures something out here in the near future, um, 
you know, I mean, how do you justify keeping him up there after we hear for months that Andrew Vaughn is ready to be a major leaguer and that he's going to be the DH, and that's why we're not spending money on getting a DH is because Andrew Vaughn is going to be the guy. He's the most uh, – Major League advanced ready, day. yeah, the most the most advanced hitter we've ever seen come out of college, and here we go, you know, like we're twenty games into the season, and he's got five hits, and uh, I don't know, like to me, he's, he's been outclassed a lot. Yeah, let's just let's just go ahead and say it; he's been and outclassed a lot. I hate you know you know like those those hot takey type things, but when I watch him hit. He's behind every fastball. He's in front of every breaking ball and changeup. I mean, he just doesn't Walked look. Walked a few times. He's got a good eye. I'll he, give him yeah, that. No, no, he's got a good eye, but if the ball's in the strike zone. You got to hit it. You know what I'm saying? Not. It's like every right. fastball, he's fouling it off to on the first baseline. So he's late on every fastball. It's like, how have you seen him, like, pull a fastball this entire time cuz i i can't remember no, he's I behind remember all of them one. yeah so, i haven't seen him even fall one off on the pull side yeah uh you know and the thing is is you know you say it's an interesting question and i know you know and i have talked about this and i was kind of going to let you get out what you had to get out but uh you know uh, there's been some talk amongst some of the, you know, uh, people that I kind of think of as decent baseball minds out there that maybe don't have jobs in the baseball world. But, you know, I still respect their opinion. And uh, the talk has been that, uh, you know, he obviously isn't doing it. And we all knew that coming out of advanced A-ball and aside from advanced A-ball sometime in Schaumburg last year, uh, he hasn't faced any real pitching. And, uh, the question now is if he's still not hitting when angle comes back and there's really not a place for him in the lineup with your mean doing the damage that he's doing. Do you put him on the taxi squad or even go a step further and drop him into double or triple a Get that month, month and a half of uh, time back to hone his skills. Yep. And now service time becomes a thing of the past. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we had this conversation yeah, privately, you know, and the thing is that at this point, I mean, he's floundered enough that and he's not hitting. I mean, no, it would be certainly justifiable before I was when I said that it was when he was getting sporadic at bats. So you weren't giving him, you know, like he wasn't having time to get comfortable. But now he's been playing more regularly and he's still not hitting. So at this point, it's not it's not even like uh, it's it doesn't even look like malicious, you know, uh, mishandling of his at-bats to keep him from performing. Now it just looks right. like he's not performing, so now you... Well, he's not. You know, it, it doesn't justified. look like he's not. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of think that... And I think that sending him to uh, 
sending him to Schaumburg is not it. You know, I don't think that that's the move. Uh, to answer uh, Colton's ten, uh, the uh, question about Eaton, he didn't get ar- he didn't get fined for arguing. He got fined and suspended for uh, for inciting a bench clearing uh, incident, which uh, is essentially he kind of pushed a guy out of the way and everybody yeah. ran out when he kind of, and it wasn't even a hard push. It was just kind of a little, uh, Hey, get out of my way. And, uh, and then the, the thing emptied. I mean, yeah. And as, yeah, I, uh, I can't imagine that, uh, is, have we heard anything on his appeal yet, by the way? I, I haven't heard. Um, uh, but I mean, he was, uh, he was in the lineup yesterday and yesterday was the day that he was, uh, that he was supposed to originally, take the suspension i think so and he and right and he he did say he was going to appeal so yeah he will stay with the team as long as uh that appeal process is happening it won't be until they make a decision uh whether or not you know he'll sit that one game out that they uh, originally hit him with i can't imagine that that that's that upholds if anybody looks at that and says yeah you know it was just a little show if that if they hold that up then Paul's trying to send a, a clear message. I think it's going to stick I've because, seen worse. I mean, the Castellanos thing, like, uh, oh, we got a frozen Danny. Um, oh, always with the best look on my face too, huh? <laughs> so we right, had uh, the the Castellanos thing, and uh, Bodie chiming in saying uh, Cassie's uh, appeal took two weeks, so he's thinking that Eaton will probably be around the same. And it, my thing is, is that if Castellanos is getting a, a couple-day suspension and fined, for getting pushed in the back since Eaton actually pushed somebody. I think that that, that his is going to stick. So, yeah. Okay. All right. We'll I see. Know. I just, I didn't feel like what Eaton did was terrible, but yeah, I guess I can see your point. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, it, it's only one game. So, you know, if we miss them, we miss them, whatever. It's not like, uh, it, it just gives Tony another reason to throw some, you know, somebody else that, doesn't belong in a lineup. So there's that, <laughs> you know, maybe uh, instead of taking, you know, Tim Anderson or Luis Robert or Jose Abreu out of the lineup and take one of our hottest bats out of the lineup and, you know, replace them with Jake Lamb, you know, we'll, we'll just, not that Eaton hasn't been swinging the stick, but you know, if he's got to be gone, he's got to be gone. You know, we'll, we'll have a Jake Lamb day again. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that that's a that's pretty much a foregone conclusion that that one's coming. <laughs> again. Um, speaking of uh, hot hitters in the lineup, um, yesterday, uh, Yermin fouled the ball off the top of his foot. Um, and I haven't heard anything about that. I don't know if anybody in chat heard anything about that, but, uh, he, I think, I believe he came out of the game and they moved, uh, Vaughn to first base and, uh, they brought Leary in at that point. Um, it did look like it hurt. Um, yeah, but they say he's fine. Uh, and I did see Tony LaRussa after the game yesterday did say that, uh, he doesn't expect your mean to miss a beat. He expects him to be back up in the lineup. As a matter of fact, he expected him to be back in the lineup today before they canceled today's okay, game. Cool. So, uh, you know, I don't know how true that is. Uh, you know, I mean, maybe he'd get a day, get a day or two off, but I, they don't think there was anything broken or any you know, real damage. So uh, I think that was just more of a precautionary thing. Hmm. 
That's um, yeah, yeah, that did not look uh, look like it was fun. Just saying. No, yeah, uh, I unfortunately didn't get a chance to uh, see it, but uh, you know, life beckoned. But uh, yeah, I heard a lot about it, and then I did see uh, the replay afterwards, and it, it looked pretty painful. Yeah, so. anytime that you get hit on that, uh, I forget, I forget what that's called. It's like the bridge of your foot or whatever. Um, you know, that's like one of those, uh, self-defense moves that they teach in like, uh, the military and stuff with the, uh, heel on the top of the foot right there to break the, you know, break the other person's foot. That's the part you're supposed to hit. Yeah. Well, there's and, some uh, small bones that are easily broken in there and there's not a lot of meat on the top part there. No. So things, it, it hurts. Marlins are no, the Marlins were interested in your mean before the season. I don't know if they're still interested in him. I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't be. I mean, he's one of the best hitters, but, uh, and then, uh, yes, your mean is best pitcher in baseball. That is confirmed. Uh, I have someone knocking at my door at nine 30 at night, which is why I don't know if you can hear my dog. Newton is making an appearance on the show yet again. Maybe this it's a third time might be the uh the twins looking for their win that they lost today uh uh you'll have to give me one moment they don't seem to be going away yeah yeah do your thing so uh stoney brought up a good point as to why he should have protection on the top of his foot attached to his foot guard i you know i thought the exact same thing uh frontline cigars that was when when they showed his uh when they showed his shin guard i was like why does he not have uh especially being a catcher You'd think that he would know that uh, he should I have wish, something Bodie, on the I top wish. of his foot. Sorry, <laughs> is it? Uh, is not DoorDash? No, not DoorDash. <laughs> my my wife came out of her cave to uh, go check <laughs> go check to see who was at the door for me. Who was it, babe? Oh, I can only get. I got one guess. It's my goofy neighbor. Cup of sugar. Uh. No, she comes over here to bum cigarettes and beer. Oh, good. Uh, Colton. Not, not even, not even kidding. Colton says you've got a stalker. Uh, we we won't discuss. Uh, on we won't we Possibly, won't discuss huh? what's going on. No, no, it, no, no, it's it's no, it's not even that. It's just, it's uh, it's an it, not an ideal situation. Uh, some, I don't know. It's just it's just one of those things that makes you feel weird, like you know. Good fences make good neighbors type of deal. You following me? Yeah, no, I yeah. I Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's uh Oh SJD in the house. What's up, Spence? Oh look. Spence uh, see, James he... Dean Pomeroy. Yeah. Here so, we go. Um Jimmy Dean. Yeah, so, uh, uh, so we've got some people gotta, petitioning for you to switch from cigarettes to cigars here, Danny. Yeah, and you know, uh, it, well, uh, Frontline Cigars is a new follower here. Uh, so some of you guys that are followers already know that uh, I'm on the Chantix and I'm on the long plan, so I am working on quitting. Uh, I still have about a month and a half to almost two months before my quit date. So I'm working on it. I'm slowing down, unfortunately, during these these last uh, week or so, I've had some things that come up. And I'm just going to go ahead and blame it on stress. I've How long do you have? Uh, there's a few different plans on the uh, on the Chantix. I am on the long plan. So I have about another month and a half left before I should be totally quit. Huh. But uh, 
Yeah, so there's a few different ways you can do it. You can do it within seven days, you can do it within a month, and then you can do it within two months. No kidding. I had no idea. Yeah, and I just started a couple weeks ago, so I'm working on it. I got to cut myself. I got to wean myself down. But yes, uh, I do like a good cigar every now and again. Uh, we will have to chat, chat offline one of these days. Uh, you know, we will uh, we'll, we'll discuss for sure. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So we had Cohiba or something. Cohibas. Uh, Dominican. Um, so, uh, the Boston series, um, split series, no judgment split series, uh, both ends of the, uh, double header. We lost, um, the double header. We won, uh, apparently the white Sox like seven inning games. So here's a question. And I haven't, I, I assume that I already know the answer, but I haven't heard the answer is that if it's two seven-inning games, say that one of your doubleheader games goes into extras, does the extra innings apply starting in the eighth inning, or does it start? Does it still go in the tenth? Mm. That's a good question. I had not thought about that, and yeah. I don't know the answer. That's something I'd have to dig up. Uh, you know... I would hope it would start in the 10th, to be yeah, honest says, with you, because I'm not a fan of it starting in the 9th or the, at the 10th now. Yeah, me either. <laughs> but I'm getting the, the the answer in the chat is the 8th. So that is uh, that is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, SJD, rule. I'm with you. We're, I don't think – I've seen a couple people on Twitter, and uh, but other than that um, – most people I've seen don't like it, and from what I've seen uh, so far, I want to say that it's like 60-something percent for the away team. Although, granted, today um, we did get to see the uh, the A's pull off the, the Minnesota and Athletics game. Yeah. Uh, I tell you what, that was uh, poor Alex Calame. You know, he pitched 50 pitches over uh, two innings. And blew two saves in one game. Yeah. Now you want to talk about bad fantasy pickups? This guy got Alex Colome. Well, we I mean, about uh, him and Liam. Yeah, but like uh, ad nauseum this offseason. What's Baldelli doing? I mean, he already blew one save. So let's put him in for the second one. So let's one put him in for a second inning pitches. and let him throw 50 pitches and give up a second save like or or, or sorry or, or and give up the actually so i guess he only blew one blew save, save once and then he, and blew then he got the, the loss yeah exactly so he also <laughs> got a blown save and a loss uh in two separate innings which is ridiculous alex column yeah. with a 5.63 era i don't know what is going on Thanks, Pat. Are you you keeping track of my fantasy team for me? Because somebody can put my lineup together and keep forgetting to do that. That's another thing. Working here lately. Yeah, uh, you know. You got guys that you have on your reserves. I got guys on my reserves that should be in my lineup and aren't because, you know, I'm just not paying attention. There's that whole thing. Yeah, that and plus the app. What decides when it wants to work? Ah, well, you know, there's that too. Yeah. So, uh, oh yeah, Ken W O tears for days. Yeah, I've got. Uh, I Ken tune that. Whoa. I tune that guy whoa. out. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I muted him actually a few years ago. I I 
couldn't anymore. Probably one of the I'm best shocked decisions didn't you've mute ever me. made. I'm shocked he didn't mute me because I had some choice words for him, but you know. Uh, yeah. He seems to feed off of choice words, so. Yeah, it's like, uh, <laughs> you know, like uh, him him and his uh, trying to uh, prove that he's still got it by going to a batting cage and hitting 60-mile-an-hour pitching. I don't know exactly what, what he's proving to anybody about <laughs> anything, um, but uh, yeah. But uh, I don't have 7,000 followers or whatever it is that he's got on Twitter, so he'll say, I don't care what that guy says. Who is he? Yeah, uh, yeah. he doesn't realize that the only reason people are following him is for pure entertainment value because he has zero to offer. Either that or they're just the dregs of you know fandom. Sorry if you're a Ken W.O. follower. I'm not calling you a dreg. It's just the people that seem to agree with him uh, have got to be some of the unhappiest of baseball fans because you know there's nothing really ever good going on there (laughs) yep followers are overrated i will agree with you on that so uh yeah so um yeah that geo start was uh just about one of the ugliest things i've ever seen um when danny mendick has more strikeouts than your starting pitcher and the same amount of outs innings pitched it's it's not good um not much to say although i did see something today uh yeah i got nothing to add along the lines of uh jd martinez had mentioned something along the lines of it was like almost like the catcher was telling us what was coming or something along those lines and i haven't uh yeah i'm not entirely sure what that means uh, this coming from a, a player under uh, Alex Cora's tutelage. Yeah. Hmm. That's uh, that's quite the statement. After you know some of the scandal that uh, he's been tied to. I I don't know, man. Like the first thing I thought of when he was throwing his uh, his his normal high changeup and guys were just bouncing it off the, off the wall. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, something is going on here to the point that either he's tipping something or it's going straight as an arrow and like his just something wasn't right. And I'm not entirely sure what it is. And I don't have, you know, uh, I don't have an answer per se, you know. Well, you know, it would have been one thing if they would have said uh, Luke himself was tipping his pitches. But to say the catcher is telling you what's coming there. There's just, that's fishy to me, especially when you're talking about that high, uh, the high changeup, you know, you know, if a catcher's lining up for the outside pitch away from, you know, whichever side of the batter is, whichever, whether it's lefty or righty, you're setting up away, you know, guys can kind of maybe see that out of the corner of their eye sometimes. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's like if you're when you're directly back... behind the plate, and you're behind the batter and you're just, you know, you're setting up like a normal setup. How are you tipping? I, I don't understand that. Yeah. How is the catcher tipping, you know, high changeups or, you know, fastballs or whatever it is? I, it's, that's, that's baffling. Yeah. Like the thing also that, uh, oh, don't worry. We'll get into the, uh, the interference too a little bit. We'll talk about that. 
Yeah, like the the thing. I'm pretty sure that was uh, that was Collins catching that game, wasn't it? For uh, Geo. Uh, I don't believe it was actually. Was it? Or was, was it? it? I thought it was. Let me let me take was a look it? here right quick. Because I thought that's who it was. I thought it was. Maybe Collins. it was. Oh no, it was Grandall. You're right. Oh no, it was. Yeah, I didn't think it was because we were saying that uh, Collins probably should have caught uh, after the performance that Giolito and uh, Rodon both had with him behind the plate. That uh, we were saying Collins probably should have been in back in there again. And uh, you know, now don't get me wrong. You want your you want your top. Uh, catcher to catch as many games as possible but you know following up those two performances i would have maybe gone with the hot hand again just my opinion i I will say that one thing that uh that i've seen collins doing and i somebody else made a note of it as well is that uh if you see collins behind the plate like uh he's been doing some things to throw off the hitters by like kind of scraping the ground with his mitt um on the opposite side that he's on to try and kind of throw them off a little bit so they don't know what you know like where he's setting up so i don't know it's kind of strange i you know with the alex core thing i kind of have to agree with you that to me it does seem like a uh a fairly odd thing that uh you know even if there was something that was tipping you off why do you come out and why would make you a say point that? To let every, yeah, why do you why do you make it a point to let everybody know? Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I was kind of curious. Absurd. I, I, yeah, I kind of found it curious as well. Um, I'm not entirely sure what the deal was with it, um, and it seems like kind of you know, yeah, it seems like something you would be giving away like some sort of an advantage. So I don't know why you would want to say something. So I mean, it could just be one of those things that maybe he thinks that he's being smarter than everybody else and he's throwing everybody off the scent and saying it was the catcher. That's how we figured it out when in all reality, it's some guy standing out, you know, in center field with a camera, you know, I have no idea. He's got his, uh, he's got his, you know, pirates sextant out there or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're watching angles on the stars and the sun and whatever else they're going to come up with to uh, cheat these days. Who knows? Yeah. Or, you know, like the, uh, the old, uh, old Comiskey, turning on lights in the scoreboard to tell, you know, tell people what's coming. I have, I have no idea, but uh, yeah, it was kind of pretty frustrating morning or how about this? It was like the the first inning was awful and it was just kind of one of those things where, and and like, so here's a question. Giolito gets rocked in the first inning, throws 50 pitches in the first inning. Well, 47 pitches. I think he threw in the first inning. Um, he came out in the second inning after throwing 47 pitches in the first inning. First batter, Jack. That was not a cheap one either. No, I, I, like I kind of, you know, I didn't, I didn't tweet anything about it, but I was thinking in my own head, I'm like, he just threw 47 pitches in the first inning, and unless when he came in the uh, in the dugout. <clears throat> And you guys went and looked at video really quick and figured out what he was doing wrong. Why would you send him out for the second inning? I know, I know, you want to conserve your bullpen, but clearly what? he had no chance. So why are you sending him back out there just to get his brains beat in again? 
Yeah, and well, there's another uh there's another question for uh Tony LaRusa. Yeah. You know. Uh I've heard that I've heard that people out there, you know, Tony LaRusa doesn't wear a glove, so you can't blame the bad defense on Tony LaRusa and Tony LaRusa doesn't throw the pitches, so you can't blame the pitching on Tony LaRusa. And I can say, you know what? I can actually blame both of those things on Tony LaRusa for not putting his best lineup out there and for not using his pitchers the way they uh typically have been used in the past and have shown success in so or and when they're not showing their best efforts yank them you're the bullpen guru or at least we've been told for you know i don't know how long uh so yeah i am still putting these things on tony la russa yeah no all right. all yeah and i mean um, between that and uh that bunt by Larry <laughs> yesterday what's up kendall um so question is that did Lauri hey, do that? Did Kendall or did yeah? Did Kendall? Did yeah, Lauri? Did he call the bunt by himself? Did he just decide that he was going to bunt? Because to me, it seems like a, a really strange decision for him to make, especially considering that, as has been talked about in the chat, that he is by far one of the worst bunters I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, I have to imagine that this was a call by Tony. Ah, we'll catch him off guard. Let's have Larry. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Stoney seemed to think that uh, he was doing it on his own. Was it Stoney or Jason? One of the two. I don't uh, know. I know that Jason said, was, uh, what is he doing bunting? Why are we bunting? And I echo the sentiments. Yeah. Uh, shades of Ricky Renneria. You know, uh, I, I don't really know. Um, you know, is it because Lurie hasn't been swinging the bat well? So let's just take what he does even worse and try that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. There's been a lot of questionable, a lot, way too many questionable moves. And uh, I'm not going to defend the guy. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say that Tony LaRusso doesn't wear gloves, so the bad defense is not his fault. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to go ahead and differ and say that uh, these guys weren't prepared in the offseason the way they should have been. And uh, he's not putting the best players out in the lineup every night. So, yeah, I'm going to blame that on Tony La Russa. Damn. Fair enough. Bunts, bunting with guys who can't hit or bunt in situations with runners in scoring position. I'm blaming it on Tony La Russa. Whether or not, you know what? And if Lurie did it on his own, good old Larry Baseball, then maybe it's time for him to take a seat. We'll get some more uh, Jake Lamb action. Well, I'd say it's, I mean, fairly evident that uh, he should be taking a seat anyway, except for as a defensive replacement for somebody who has two broke legs. You know? I'm just saying. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I wouldn't mind uh, giving Joe McEwing a chance, honestly. But, uh, you know, we saw Joe McEwing. He looked a lot like... uh, it looked a lot like Ricky Renneria a yeah. couple times we saw him last year. I was kind of actually shocked, but you know maybe that those calls were coming from somewhere else. I don't know. Yeah, I mean at this point, I, like I'm. Thanks for checking in, Colt. Have a good night, buddy. Yeah, get some sleep, Colt Tony. Um, I say like I'm even at this point after watching this. Like I would have even I, I would have been happy if they would. I, I would have been happier if they would have hired Justin Jershley. Now, there you go. See, that's a name that's been tossed around a lot and, uh, you know, kind of an up-and-comer that's uh, been thought of pretty highly. 
and he's not even with the organization anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Is it where? Where did he end up? Do you know? No, but I, he got hired somewhere else. Did he not? Or am I thinking of somebody? Oh, else? I think you're thinking of somebody else. I think I'm pretty sure. Oh, uh, you Trishley know, I, is, uh, double A. He's still the he's, he's still, still the double A head I coach anyway. He is still the double A head coach. You're right. Uh, I know what I'm thinking. I'm just having a little bit of a brain fart when uh, Omar left to go oh, yeah. out in Mexico. Yeah, well, that guy. I think so. we'll see Shelly Duncan replace TLR before we see Super Joe, and I have to agree with that as well. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, you know, Super Joe does have, uh, He do, there are a pair of uh, Super Joe shoes at TLR's house. Um, but I don't think that, uh, I don't think he's going to end up being the, uh, manager of the White Sox at any point in time, unless it's, uh, due to, uh, TLR having a heart attack from, uh, something in the dugout. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, Mm, I do. Unfortunately, uh, I just, you know, you you mentioned it earlier about uh, somebody in one of the groups saying how they were a a follower of St. Louis uh, as their secondary team, yeah, outside of the White Sox, and uh, how he's been following his two favorite teams around for a while. Um, and you know I saw that I, I caught that comment too, and the thing that got me the most about him when he said that was that it, it's not uncommon. And I didn't really know this, I guess. I never really paid attention to uh, what Tony was doing in St. Louis all those years with the lineups. But apparently he likes to do this all the time where he puts in a player that doesn't play every day. Everybody gets a rest, and it's daily. It's not, you know, on a travel day. Yeah, a, a, you know, yeah the, getaway, the getaway game for uh, Ozzy, you know, usually Sunday afternoons. Where you've got, uh, you know, five different yeah, players. You, yeah. Yeah, you get a couple of guys that haven't played in a week. You know, they get a, get an opportunity to get in and you know, get some reps or whatever. And you know, if you're gonna do it, I guess that's maybe the way that I would do it too. You know, do it all at once, get it out of the way, get these guys the opportunity. You know, maybe gonna have a throwaway game where you know you're you're in your fourth or fifth starter, and well. Our fourth and fifth starter have been throwing the ball pretty good this year. But, you know, if you're down in your, your part of the, your, your rotation where guys aren't pitching the best and you're not, your expectations aren't really that high and maybe you're playing a, you know, a team that's going to be a tough win anyway, why not go ahead and give those guys that day all at once instead of mixing them in throughout the entire week and weakening your lineup for five, six, seven days straight? But, uh, you know, I'm done. I'm done pitching. I've been on this bitch fest for – uh, pretty much since we started. So I'm going to let you go on and move on with whatever content you have uh, available and ready for us. Because uh, <laughs> uh, see, I'll go to the... Uh, I sound like a broken record here. Go to the comments here. Uh, yeah, TLR leaving isn't even... You're right. We did about. need those games, Kendall. Yeah. And Ozzy did just give away those games. and But, I mean, at the same time, like, you think about these, uh, these Tony La Russa games where you've got, like, two three bums playing in the same in the same game it's kind of the same thing except for it's not happening on Sundays it's just happening whenever he feels like he just he wants to start you know two two three guys that 
shouldn't have any business in a major league lineup like uh, Jake Lamb and, you know, Nick Williams in the same game. Yeah. And then you get Jake Lamb, Nick Williams, you know, Andrew, Andrew Vaughn, Vaughn playing left, yeah. Andrew Vaughn playing left field and Billy Hamilton in center field. And you go, uh, so I guess we just gave half the team off, you know, when we're already, you know, when we're already, you know, three, di- three games down in the beginning of the season, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't, that's not a frozen camera, by the way. That's just, yeah, my just, face. yeah, just look of, yeah. I don't even know what to say about it at this oh, point. Oh, Kendall must have missed that part of the conversation. Uh, you know, we talked about who might go down when uh, when Angle comes back, and Ian and I both have had this thought that it might be Vaughn. You know, there's a conundrum for him to, be, to get playing time as it is uh, when he comes back. He hasn't been hitting the ball that great, and uh, there's not going to be a lot of space for him to get playing time, so why not? Why not send him down and and uh, let him fine tune whatever he's missing out on, and uh, you know possibly justify getting that year of uh, uh, service time back. Yeah, so I mean, if that's you're not just getting, kind of the quick conversation that yeah, we've if you're not getting had. if we're not getting any results out of him, you know, like I, I don't see what the point is at this point. You know, like well, leaving him up to struggle is not yeah. going to do anything for his com- his confidence. For sure. And it's not helping the team. So time to go bye bye. He needs the reps and uh he needs to hone his skills, you know. Yeah. Sorry. Well, yeah. Sorry. Well, yeah. Can't get I stepped service, all over you there. Can't get his service time back now unless they keep him down next year. No, I don't believe that's right. Who says where no. Yeah, you absolutely can. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think it's how uh, many. It's uh, he has to be on the 26 man roster to get service time, correct? Yeah, and then it has to be a certain amount of time before they. Uh, he'd have to stay down the rest of the season, basically, yeah, to get it back. But he could get it back. I don't know. Uh, oh, was it? Did we pass it? April 14th. April 14th. Hmm. Stoney said on know, Twitter today that. that he thinks Vaughn likely stays. Yeah, well, Stone has a good pulse on the roster, I suppose. I mean, he works for the team, so certainly got a much more firm grip than I do. But uh, I don't know, man. That's If he stays and we continue to see this, I don't know, man. It seems like a... Uh, pretty big risk to take i mean not that we didn't already know that it wasn't taking a huge risk in the first place bringing a guy straight from it and i don't you know I think like, we were pretty clear on on our thoughts on him coming up straight from advanced day ball to uh join the roster of a supposed uh contender but you know our our our, uh, our opinion has been made pretty clear. About yeah, that. I mean, like whether it be uh, James Fox or on <clears throat> on uh, Future Socks or whether it be K Fids on Pinwheels Nivy, I hear people saying, you know, that you know he'll get it and he'll be a great major leaguer, and 
I'm sure he will someday. Yeah, I, yeah, but I mean, like, at, like how much how much of this do you want to watch? If he is, you know, like, uh, you know, of course they were both complaining that he wasn't getting solid enough playing time, but you know, if he gets like basically two three weeks straight of at bats with like a day off here and there, and he's still not, you know, doing anything, and his OBP just keeps on nose diving. Like, how much of this do you, you know, endure? You know, right. before you, and especially if Engel comes up, if you don't put Engel in left field, and at least see what you know, see what he's doing as well. I mean, like, I just, I don't know. Seems well, like and a, you know, the thing with Engel is, is he's got a track record that has he has continually season after season climbed the ladder and he's gotten better and better now yeah is he a platoon player for the most part probably is he a guy that you know gives you uh so many games before he starts to fall off a little bit history shows that happens a little bit too but uh you know the 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 one thing you get is you get a solid defender who's got a little bit of pop in his bat and gets on base you yeah, know. at this point, like I, uh, after no last brainer. year and uh, the September prior, like I don't see any reason why you wouldn't give Engel at least a shot at this. Be- you know, it would be one thing if if Vaughn was coming out and tearing the cover off the ball and he was, you know, doing what your mean's been doing. Then I say, okay, well, guess what? Sorry, Engel, you're the fourth outfielder. And you're gonna have to cover days off, but the thing is, is that Vaughn's struggling. So how do you, you know? And Engel has played well for the last, you know, 80, 80 games that he's played. So how do you justify not putting him in a spot to succeed as well? You know? Yeah. I don't know. Agreed. Uh, well, that's a tough one. I don't know that it is. I think it's a no-brainer. I think it's a no-brainer, and for all the reasons that we've talked about on the show in the past, you know, and we can just hit real quick on him. Andrew Vaughn, as solid as a hitter as he is supposed to be and has been scouted as, has not had the opportunity to uh, hone his craft. He just hasn't had the chance to face the pitching and get the development that he needs to be an everyday major league player yet. All the signs point to the fact that he will probably one day be – the guy that, or at least we hope he will be the guy that, that we have been told about the last couple of years. Um, and, you know, I think it'll just take a little bit of work. Like you said, he's on a lot of pitches. He's got a great eye. He's just behind on some of those. And, you know, I think it's just a matter of finding your timing and, you know, maybe getting a little stronger. And, uh, you know, he just needs the time to do that. Give him time to develop. Stop yeah. forcing it. It kind of worries me, you know, like uh... – He's only got, you know, he's only got five hits in uh, what, like uh, 19 games or something like that. And it's just kind of one of those, you know, I mean, granted, it was sporadic of bats for the first, you know, week and a half or whatever. And now he's starting to get more, uh, you know, solid at bats. And I kind of like to see a little bit more than than we've been seeing, you know, like I I don't... I don't see enough adjustment there for what I've been let you know like people want to complain about Madrigal saying that they've been you know sold a bill of goods 
and they're ready. He's kind of been delivering on. He's been he's been pretty good the last week. I mean, he did have an error yesterday, but I will say that uh, being 30 degrees and not having any confidence whatsoever in who you're throwing the ball to uh, at first base probably played a I would say probably played a role on both you know both. He's facets. been a little bit better. He's yeah. been he, he, you know, and he's again, you know, he's a, a golden spikes, you know, yeah. silver slug or whatever college. He's got all these college accolades, and you know, he's always been touted as a, a defender. So I'm sure he'll find it. You know, he's he's still a rook, and yeah. you know, I'm not real concerned about his defense. He's hitting the ball. He's getting on base. Yeah, he's starting to do that. And he's actually uh, he starting to drive the ball as well. Yeah, he, he's he's found some gaps, which has has been nice. So I think it definitely helps when you're not swinging at pitches at your shoulders with two strikes. I know that you can hit the ball up there, and I know that you're protecting the plate, but there is something to be said for actually being, you know, it's at least somewhat selective. I know you're trying to not strike out, and you want to put, you know, wood on the baseball, but. I mean, he's trying to hit one of those ten homers that he said he was going to hit this year. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like every single every single one that's at his shoulders, he ends up grounding out to the second baseman or the shortstop, you know, just because the pitch is up here. And I know, yeah, dude, I know you can hit it. Doesn't mean you should hit it. So, uh, but I mean, like like I said, you know, it's like everybody's mad at at Magical because they've been sold this bill of goods. Well, you know, on you know, with Vaughn, oh, it's been like the. the you know, the same kind of ish thing, you know, where he'd been sold this bill of goods where he's supposed to be the most major league ready, you know, hitter in the draft. And, you know, like, you know, I'm just, and like, like I said, I don't really like those hot takey things. Like I'm not trying to be Ken W.O. here or something, you know, coming up with <laughs> some stupid hot take, you know, that makes no sense whatsoever. But I mean, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, he should be I, I feel that he should be making it, at least making really solid contact on a few pitches at least you know and it's like I feel like when like the only times he's hitting solid contact is you know he's fouling the ball off you know it's when he's late on a fastball and he hits it square but unfortunately he's like a half second late so the thing's shooting to the uh the, you know like up into the the vendors, you know, like the mess rows. area, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, come on, man, like, uh, we, here we go, we get the we're getting the basketball references in the chat here, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know, um, I need to use the restroom, yeah, go so are are you in are are you into a a short break? Uh, I've got sure. something that could uh, entertain people for uh, at least a. Uh, 20 seconds or however long it is. Yeah, throw some uh, video up and we'll uh, we'll chit-chat about it uh, after we see it. All right, sounds good. Wow. There's another quality team that's been playing almost that long. The team of tailors and salesmen of Manny's Men's Clothing of Elmhurst. For over 50 years, Manny has given his fans the highest quality service, lowest prices, and the widest selection from Chicagoland. That's why they say. And Manny's are always a winner at Brody Free and St. Charles Road in Wow. Wow. 
Yeah, that hair is something else. I, I gotta tell you, that's uh, ooh, that's a blast from the past. I remember that commercial. And uh, I, I have to agree with you, Kendall. Uh, Madrigal just being a league average defender at second base would be fantastic. And again, you know, we've talked about this a little bit. Uh, you and I have talked about it in chats outside of the stream here, and uh, Ian and I have chatted about it. You know, up and down on the stream, off the stream. Um, I personally think that, uh, you know, he, he didn't just forget how to field or throw the ball. So I think, you know, we might, uh, who knows what's going on with him right now. He just might be in his head. Uh, again, it might be a, a TLR not having these guys ready early in the season thing. I, I don't really know, but I'm going to give the kid the benefit of the doubt just because he's been known for, uh, being slick with the glove that he'll come around. Um, yeah, I don't know. The uh, the thought is is you know again it's early he's young, I think uh, I think things will will turn around for him. I'm not really concerned about it right now. Uh, it just sucks that it's happening during a season that you know again we've been force fed to think that these guys are going to be uh, World Series contenders and they they don't look like even playoff contenders at the moment. But uh, you know. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that things turn around. Uh, we've seen that the offense start to heat up a little bit here in the last week, and that that's that's given me a lot of hope. Uh, starting pitching, you know, after the first week was like, uh, was, you know, not horrible, but there were some shaky moments and some games that, you know, didn't go beyond five innings for the starters. And we've seen those guys kind of pick it up a little bit, actually quite a bit. And, you know, a lot of that could be – a lot of that could be put on, you know, bad defense, I mean, bad throws, errors. You know, you're you're extending innings on these guys. Their pitch counts are getting up, you know, 80, 90, 100 pitches by the fifth inning. It, you know, that defense isn't helping you out any there. So I'm not concerned about Madrigal. He did, you're right, Madrigal did have this issue last year, and he had some base running issues last year, which we saw early on this year as well, too. Uh, one of which we saw work out in their favor against the Angels, but uh, – you know, again, I think he's just, it's just, he's young. And he did miss a chunk of last year with that uh, separated shoulder. So it wasn't like he surgery. played even a, well, right. So he, he didn't play a full season last year. Uh, I would, and he didn't play in front of fans at all last year. So I would say that, uh, you know, I'm just going to talk this up to uh, rookie jitters. He, he's in his head a little bit. And I think once he settles down and gets a little more comfortable, we'll probably see the real Nick Magic will come out. At least that's what I'm keeping my fingers crossed for. Because who else have we got to play second base on this team that's going to be uh, more than serviceable and hit the ball and you know and give you a, a a chance to be on base almost every time he comes up to the plate? Leori, right? Oh yeah, Leori's <laughs> OBP is yeah. his OBP is to the roof. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Kendall chimed in says uh, bummer is scaring. The H E double hockey sticks out of me. Oh yeah, we do have Mendic, true. Um but uh yeah, bummer. He's uh I don't know, man. He's uh he's seems like he's having a, a, an issue with uh release point here and something's not quite lining up right. I'm not entirely sure what it is, but uh his his command's been pretty pretty awful so far this year. He is a bummer. So far. Anyway. I mean, I think he'll. Uh, I think he'll end up being fine, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. 
I agree. Bendix, uh, Bendix defense has been pretty solid since he's had his opportunities to come up. Uh, I know some of the folks that follow our, uh, our minor league affiliates, uh, have been kind of high on him, you know, uh, I still don't think I pull Madrigal yet. Uh, just in the fact that, you know, no. obviously this kid is, he's been talked about as a future second baseman for a long time. His sample is still pretty small. I think, uh, you got to give him a little bit of time to, uh, work it out. But, uh, if he doesn't start to work it out by say, you know, mid season, I'm going to get really concerned. And I, maybe I do give Danny Mendick a lot more playing time. You know, maybe we give, uh, Nick Madrigal some time to sit down and get out of his head. I don't know, but, uh, I will readdress that later, I guess. Yeah. I know. I know fire league Kim on, uh, Twitter. If, uh, Mendick gets more time. Big Mendick fan. Super stoked. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like anytime anything happens, like uh, like Madrigal does something or somebody else does something, Mendick could have done that. You know, it's like, all right. Yeah. Chill out, lady. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Huge Mendick fan. Yeah, I mean, it's like, okay, yeah, all right, cool. That's Danny Mendick, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm. getting into that whole thing again. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Xavier's team Magical, giving him a few months. I'm. Yeah. I don't think Magical's going anywhere. Personally, you know, like Mendick to me is like a. Uh, you know, he's a, a utility guy. You know, I mean, he'll he'll give you a, a competent at bat, and he is a good utility player. But I don't think that. Uh, I don't think. Uh, you know, I don't think he's the. The guy. I think coming here, we might, he, you know, I think there's a chance he becomes the new Leary when uh, it's yeah. time to part ways yep. earlier. I think uh, he might be the super utility guy of the future for many years with the White Sox. Like he kind of fits that bill. Uh, but, you know, we'll see how that works out. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah. I mean, what's uh, Leary making this year? Like 3.8 or something like that? Is some, it even that much? I yeah. It's so. something. I think it was like three, might be. three or four or something like that. And like, I don't know, man, I don't see them. Uh, I don't see them doing that again with him, you know? Right. Right. Um, yeah. He's, he's, uh, he, he, he filled a, a role and served a purpose for many years now. And uh, his time is, uh, his time's come in my opinion. Unless he starts hitting the cover off the ball here, uh, I don't really see a reason to keep him around. And I, I hate to say that because I am, uh, I'm happy for his 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 time and his service here over the last you know few years here in, in the South Side. He's he's done some good things and got us through some rough times. So yeah, so it's, he's making three and a half, and I you know okay. yeah Mendix he's he's more than filler. I agree that he's definitely more than filler, um, but I don't think that he's the, uh, you know, he's not the guy that I want out there every day. He's the guy. Yeah, I don't that think I he's want. an everyday starter. Yeah, I'd like to, you know, like if he's going to take, uh, if he's going to take off days for Tim, or if he's going to take off days for Nick Madrigal, if he's going to take an off day possibly for Yoan, I'm fine with 100 percent with yeah, with that. I'm all for that. Yeah. He can he can do that. he can do that and and be okay, you know. Like yeah, and just, he's probably going to give you a better at bat than Leary is going to. Two hundred fifty thousand dollar buyout. Hmm. 
he won't make the same mistakes as Magical keeps making. Well, yeah, okay, that's fine. He'll just find different mistakes to make. Because when we saw Mad, when we saw Mendick out there last year, making, uh, he made his fair share of mistakes as well, and his, all of his numbers after his initial uh, hot start, everything started yeah, nose diving. He he, he dropped off, off bad. So he dropped off know, big time. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think he's the guy. I mean, just my personal opinion. Um. So uh, something awesome that happened over the uh, weekend. Michael Kopech made a start. That was nice to see. Indeed. Very happy about that. You know, um, it's really Indeed. nice. It to, turned out, you know, it's a bullpen game, but either way, he gets to start. Well, yeah, I mean, bullpen, you know, Seven I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a starter, you know. He's not a bullpen guy, supposedly. No. You know, like, that's what his mindset anyway. You know, he looks like a starter. I mean, Tony's used them in multiple innings in multiple games already this year. And he goes three strong pretty much every time. And he looks good through all three innings and he's still throwing hard. I, yeah, please continue. Cause I, I, I don't want to step all over you again. Can magical bunt. Yes, he absolutely can. He's actually very good at bunting. Um, he's, uh, he's bunted uh, a couple times this year. He got on base, uh, um, forced errors. Uh, he forced an error, I want to say, in, uh, was it Anaheim? I'm trying to remember where it was, but he bunted and, uh, yeah, it didn't go well. Uh, the pitcher ended up throwing the ball away, I want to say. Probably would have gotten him, I think, but, uh, he definitely threw the ball away. Anyway, um, but, uh, yeah, so, question. Tony pulled, uh, Kopech. He walked a guy, and then there was a base hit, and he pulled Kopech. I think it was the uh, fourth inning, and I, th- I want to say he had like 50 pitches, some, somewhere around there. Um, personally, I was not really thrilled that he got pulled because you know he's going to be giving you long relief. That's what he's there for. Um He's there to get innings, and I don't see any reason why you don't let him to try. Uh, what was the time he got a score at the time he got pulled? I think it was three. Uh, they didn't. They hadn't done anything, so I, I want to say it was like three to nothing at that time. Yeah. So I mean, he did. I mean, obviously, you know, he didn't want you know Kopech. To Matter give of up fact, a, a it was run, he but. didn't give up. The uh, the walk was the first base runner that he uh, gave up to Boston at all during that. And then whole there game. was a and then there was a weak single, right? And then uh, he him. he did not allow base runner until that point, so there was no score uh, as far. And I think the Sox were up three, I believe. Uh, so yeah, I, you know, and I'm with you. Uh, this is the guy you've been talking about. You want to stretch him out for uh, a future starting role. And again, we've talked about it. He's gone three innings in multiple relief appearances already. Why not give him a chance to work his way out of it? That's what I'm saying. What his medal? We'll see what kind of medal he's got. And he's got a three-run lead. You know, I got no problem with getting the bullpen up and and warming and ready. But you know, let's test his medal a little bit. Let's see what he's got. Forty-one pitches he's pulled at forty-one pitches in the fourth inning. In I, that's a low pitch count, inning. even. Yeah, it's yeah exactly. He's so... seen two batters in the fourth inning one of which was a walk, and he was only at 41 pitches. 
Yeah. So like yeah, you're up four you're up four to nothing at that time, or uh I think you were up four to nothing because the, the run didn't score until uh the run didn't score until after he was out and uh until Foster came in because Foster was the one who actually gave up that run. Right. Uh, but it was the only earned run charged to Michael. Yeah, well cool, yeah, the, the run scored to my is you know, charged to Michael, but he didn't he didn't allow him in. You know, like Foster right, came right. in and he's the reason why that happened. Not that it wouldn't have happened anyway, but with forty one pitches, I mean, he was flying through the innings. You know, so why are you pulling him at forty one pitches in the fourth inning? Like is it I yeah, exactly. Why kill the why kill the bullpen early? Like why are we bringing Foster in like was it absolutely necessary that Foster got an inning in that game? Like I I don't Oh, by the way, I think I uh I think I was it was it in our chat? It was in our our White Sox daily chat where I pointed out that uh when that happened Foster uh again Oh, maybe it wasn't in our chat. Maybe it might have been in the uh, White Sox premium admin chat. Foster again for the third time was only given less than 30 seconds or less to warm up third time this season. He's come in three times with runners on base and all three times he has not had, I mean, they literally Steve and Jason were talking about, he, he we, they showed him, they panned to the bullpen and they show him just standing up. He's literally not even throwing hard. He's in his warm up stretch. And they're LaRusso is already on the mound. That's happened to Foster three times this year. So before you guys go harping on Foster, I just want you to pay attention the next time that Tony goes out into the mound and see if there's any indication of how long those guys have been in, you know, whoever it is is coming out in the bullpen. Uh, but it's been a few times now where I've, I've literally watched a guy stand up, throw his first couple warm-up tosses where he's not even on the rubber in the bullpen mound. Not and even on the rubber on in the bullpen in. mound. And Tony's already on his way in to get to pull the starter. So, uh, you know... That's another thing we can harp on the bullpen, not getting the job done. Uh, you know, and maybe that maybe that has nothing to do with it. But I mean, being a pitcher myself at one point, you know, I'm not, I wasn't any pro, you know, stud or anything. But I know what an arm feels like when it's cold, and uh, you don't want to go out there and throw 95 miles an hour on a cold arm. Yeah, even if even you if haven't even towed to the it, rubber, you know, and you're getting called in the game. So yeah, yeah, uh, I don't, I don't get it. Like that's a, yeah, the whole. Uh... Yeah, I don't know that that whole thing just kind of. I I don't I don't get it. Like, Kopech made it through three innings on like thirty two pitches or something like that, and then he uh, I think it was a four pitch walk, and then he gave up a single on like the first or second pitch. So I mean, realistically, he was averaging like twelve pitches an inning, or eleven which pitches awesome. an inning, which is amazing. And uh, which, uh, those are complete game numbers. Yeah, that's like Rodon, no hitter, perfect game, almost like level pitch counts for an inning. And in none of those innings did he look like there was anything even remotely happening. So he gives up a four pitch walk where he looked like he lost his release point for a second. And then the next pitch is fine. But I mean, they get a weak single. And it wasn't you, even a hard hit ball. No, it wasn't. And then you and then you pull him. And don't allow your your relief. Your reliever to get, doesn't to even have warm. time to get up and get warm. What are you doing? Like, what's going on here? Unacceptable. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> Keuchel uh, also that day looked pretty decent. Um, yeah. 
not bad. I mean, he wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't uh, early last year. You know, you know wasn't Keuchel, he wasn't but... his, you know, Cy Young campaign, Keuchel. But, uh, you know, he's not a spring chicken. Nope. And uh, I will take decent out of him if the rest of the starting rotation continues to pitch the way they have been of late. Yeah, I mean, he only threw 67 pitches. Keuchel did. Was it, I thought it was 57. Uh, it's, it's, well, I mean, it says 67 on the uh, on the old app here. But, I mean, 67 pitches and uh, five innings. So. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe it was 67. I mean, it was only was a seven-inning game, you know, but 67 pitches through five innings, like, also at that, at, at that time, you know, like. I just thought, right, like, and you're what, what you're you saving doing? your bullpen. You leave, why why do we gonna why do we need to burn bullpen arms when these guys are pitching well? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's just another one of those things where we kind of are just uh, what's I going said on? at the beginning of the show. It feels like little league. It, his it, Tony's strategies mm-hmm. early this year feel like little league. There's a lot of everybody gets to play. Yeah. Uh, we don't want anybody to get hurt. And I get that, you know, and it, it's been happening across baseball a lot, to be honest, which I have been kind of paying attention to some of these other teams. They're pulling their starters early as well, too, and they're getting into the bullpen. Uh, uh, I know there's some concern about, you know, COVID and the COVID shortened season last year and, you know, guys coming out and blowing their arms out, whatever. But have these guys not been working out all winter? I, I really, honestly, since last year, I would imagine – not a lot has changed in their workout programs. And, you know, we saw it in the off time while Major League Baseball and the Players Union fought bickered back and forth over whether there was going to be a season or not and who was going to get paid what. Uh, these guys were still working out then, too. They were all at their, you know, little facilities in their hometown or whatever. They were going to drive line or wherever they were going. And, uh, you know, the idea that these guys aren't ready, I think, is a little far fetched as well. But you know, there is uh, baseball in general is erring on the side of caution. But again, I don't think that really justifies what Tony's been doing with his pitchers. When they look as solid as they do, leave it alone. Leave it alone. You have to win today before you worry about tomorrow. Yeah, that I. Yeah, the whole thing's just kind of. You know, it's like I, I like I said. I don't want to be that knee jerk guy, you know, and I don't want to, uh, you know, start chucking people under the bus already, you know, but I mean, like, I'm, yeah, I know. I'm I I tried to try to be that way, but I am starting to get a little reactionary here and, uh, I'm not, I'm not afraid to say that I'm being a little reactionary and that I know I get that it's early and small sample size and whatever, but the trend is, uh, is what I'm looking at. It's it's not the sample. It's it's a trend that seems like it doesn't look like it's going to change. And God, I hope I'm wrong. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, it's I, I don't know, man. It's like I I am wondering, like at what at what time, like how much patience are we supposed to have? Like like at what point is that is that patience for decisions like that? And at what point do we say at you know, like now it's no longer that he's trying to get a feel for what his guys can handle or, 
you know, like exactly what roles he wants these guys in. Because, I mean, you know, you said about spring training. Yeah, okay, like, yeah, I get that. But spring training to me is uh, more along the lines of, you know, we're trying to figure out who's going to be on this roster, and we have ideas for what they can do. But when it comes to, like, the early season, especially with it being the first team, you know, like his first uh, season with the team, uh, because I'm not under any any illusion that this is not the first season that he's going to be with the team, um, you know, he's there and he's thinking, mm. you know, like exactly, like he's trying to figure out exactly what situations that these guys can handle and where they're going to end up, you know? So yeah. like I, I, but the thing that I'm trying to gauge is I'm trying to gauge like where, let me put this here. Like where in this box, like, like, you know, are we at the, Man, I'm, I'm are looking we at, for my little. Yeah. Yeah. Ball. Yeah. We try. Oh yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to figure out like where we are on, on the chart of like where it becomes overreaction and where it becomes, uh, you know, like a, a reasonable, a reasonable conclusion to jump to that, you know, so is it not okay for me to say that uh, my patience is already starting to wear a little thin? I don't know. Is, a, is, is it that a, time? Yeah, is, like is it when is that, that time? When is that is, time? Is, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just asking, is it too early for that? Because, uh, you know, I'm throwing it out there now that it is starting to wear a little thin. So, the, And it's not, you know, the play we can talk about. We, we, we've beat up on the defense. We've kind of talked about the bullpen. Be my reasons why I think maybe the bullpen might be struggling a little bit. But, uh, you know, uh it's the it's the decision making. Hey, there's another one of those frozen cameras. Uh, that one's a little bit better than some of the other ones. Um, yeah, I just think that. Uh, hey, look at that! Infinite White Sox daily. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, I uh, I, I just my patience is wearing thin with the decision making, and I've been very vocal about it this entire show now, and uh, I you know. I have a feeling that that impatience is not going to get any better. It's, it's, I need, I want to see changes. I want to see the best things for our team. We've been watching a team that was at the dregs of baseball going through this, this rebuild that we went through. I mean, they, they tore it down from the ground up to rebuild it. And, you know, that gets old after a while when you're told that you're finally going to have a contender and, and we're making moves for Lance Lynn, which signals, uh, uh, you know, going for it this year. And you're bringing in a, a, a decent right fielder for the first time in years. So, you know, maybe wasn't the, quite the answer we were looking for, but it shows they were willing to do something. And, you know, they doled out some contracts to some guys that, you know, we thought or they offered some contracts to these guys that we thought might might come over here and they didn't. And then they, they spent money in other places and, and all these things that we were told that, you know, here comes these new prospects that are going to take us to the next level. And, you know, you, that anticipation and hype is built up. And then you come out to this start where your hall of fame manager is seemingly doing everything to shoot that in the foot. Yeah. I, yeah. Like I said, you know, it's like, I didn't have an answer for it. It was kind of more like a, a thing. And, you know, Kendall says it's never, too early to discuss losses due to defensive and decision-making issues. Uh, and I, yeah, I was, I was actually just going to go look for his stats, uh, Kendall, cause, uh, 
yeah, in 2005 was 15.4 years ago. And mm. it was also uh, just... Yeah, we can only hang on to that one for yeah, so long. And it was only six years before Tony La Russa's last year managing. So, um, But, uh, you know, like last I looked, uh, Dunning had like a, a 0.7 whip and a 0.6 ERA and looks great. You know? Yeah. Like I said, you know, when Dallas Keuchel is actually looking like your fifth best starter, I will take that. When everybody else looks like they're throwing the ball pretty dang good, and you got Carlos Rodon, who was your fifth starter to start the season, throwing no hitters. And Lance Lynn looks like the workhorse he's been for years. Yeah, so I saw I saw something on, uh, on Twitter. Somebody had mentioned, you know, like uh... – that we should have gotten rid of Cease instead of Dunning. And oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about Cease. Yeah, I was. I've been saying that we should have got rid of Cease instead of Dunning myself. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I haven't heard that that was actually an option. Like I, I, I don't, don't know. Believe that it was either. But yeah, I was an advocate for that one. I will not lie. I wanted Dane. I think you were too. Yeah. I think you and I both agreed that we thought Dane looked like he had more potential, even though some of the scouting reports might have had Cease higher, uh, you know, looking at their minor league careers and things that had happened. Over well, the Dane last Dunning, of seasons. he had the best he had the best numbers out of any one of our pitching prospects. Better than Kopech, better than Cease, better than Ronaldo, better than Giolito. His minor league numbers were better than all of them. And that's the guy we gave up to get one year of Lynn. Yeah. One so yeah. if he doesn't, especially when you're looking here? at some of these guys and their command issues now, some of these young kids that have had some, it, you know, they got all the potential in the world, but they don't have all the command. And, and that would, and Dunning, the, yeah, who and has had no struggles with command whatsoever, except for last year, at the very end of the season, because he's on Tommy John rehab, and hasn't pitched for, you know, like he hadn't pitched for months and then you yeah, was it like 20 months or something yeah and then you throw him directly into major league baseball and then people are like oh you gotta walk to a couple of guys it's like the guy just got off tommy john rehab like literally a month before his first he's in five the starts he looked like he looked like an ace yeah exactly the guy had a per like i had a, a no hitter going through like six and you're complaining that he's not any good and you know i yeah, the whole thing drives me nuts. Yeah, uh, two point two zero FIP. Yeah, he's doing he's doing pretty much what I was kind of thinking he was gonna do. I think he's gonna be a uh, top of the line rotation. He's not gonna be a number. I don't think he'll be a number one, but I think he'll be a number two. You know, this is the second time I've heard Phil Lumber come up today. By the way, thank you for that, <laughs> cigar man. Frontline yeah, yeah, cigars. Is. Uh, isn't today the day? As a matter of fact, yeah, today in White Sox history. An- yeah, this is like the the something anniversary. I forget how many years it is. But yeah, it was the Philip Umber perfect game day. Eleven years? What is it? How many? How many years is yeah. it? Something, uh, something. Ten years? Eleven? I think that's years, right. Like that. I think it's eleven. Yeah. I think it was oh nine. Oh, then it would be twelve. Twelve years. Twelve years. I don't know. Uh, it's something like that. But anyway, yeah. Uh, so. Uh, Posthumous congrats to him because uh, nine years says yeah. Kendall nine oh, years. nine years okay yeah twenty twelve yeah it's Patrick been... following in there too okay SJD says sparkling ice slaps 
Yeah, my wife my wife drinks that stuff <sighs> all the time. Oh, and you know what? <laughs> since we're talking about uh, my since hand we're talking about beverages there. here that I know that SJD uh, enjoys, um, I drank oh, G Fuel? a G Fuel today. Hey, uh, actually, right. I drank a uh, a PewDiePie. Um, and I had the same thing happen last time we did uh, the stream, and uh, I I drank one, and my whole lower lip, it feels like I uh, like I had uh, a shot of Novocaine in my lip. I'm doing them gummers, man. It feels like I yeah, it feels like I like I've been you know like uh, mm-hmm. rubbing cocaine in my gums or something. Yeah, you know? it's our very totally own Tony bizarre. Montana. Yeah, so SJD after after I got this thing where like like I thought I thought last week that it was because of my headphones being on for so long. I was like, is it like you know is it like cutting off circulation or something? So um, it's actually the liquid. Uh, it's canned, Larry. So it's it's not that. So um, nothing like a little uh, you know salacious drug talk to get the yeah, chat going. So in a, in a, in a White Sox uh, Twitch page, huh? Yeah. So <laughs> I, I I look I I look up on uh, I look up on Google. I'm like, I wonder if anybody like I didn't even like it didn't even register last time. I was that you know I had had G Fuel twice like i had had it both times and then this time and like today i was like i was driving to go pick up my kid from baseball practice and i was like this is happening again and i drank g fuel so i went on the internet when i got back and i checked and there's a thread on reddit about people having all sorts of weird reactions with uh getting sore throats and uh having like uh like all sorts of weird stuff happening with G Fuel. So I was like, all right, that's it for me. No more G Fuel. I'm done with it. Aw. Yep. yep, no more. And I know, you know, there it's go, like. There goes our sponsorship opportunities. Yeah. So, I mean, well, I mean, you know, they can still sponsor. I mean, you want to drink it? I, like, I'll give, uh, I'll, give some of, I'll give some of the cans to uh, to to White Sox Larry. I'm sure that he'll well, be fine. After that, after that fine review, uh, you know, <laughs> do I want to drink it? Uh you know, that's like asking me, hey, this this milk tastes sour. Yeah. You no, but I mean, I'm good. I'll take your word for fair, it. To be fair, the only time it's ever happened is with uh, that one flavor, uh, PewDiePie. That's the only time it's happened. Because I had it both uh, both times that uh, I had it earlier today, and then I had it uh, last week or whatever. So, All right. All right. Yeah. So there's uh, some interesting got something stuff. something like 40-some-odd flavors or something, right? There's a uh, I don't know. It's like a couple, like a twenty of them or something. Where so, can yeah, I purchase well, laced G Fuel? I think that it's actually for sale at Micro Center, White Sox Larry. And I, <laughs> I will say this, you know, for as many streams as I go on, and I see G Fuel marketed everywhere. Every single streamer's like G Fuel, G Fuel, G Fuel, G Fuel. It's you out can't there, yeah. buy that stuff anywhere. It's like the best marketed. Worst distributed product of all time. Yeah, it's like you can order it online or you can go to Micro Center. Yeah, Micro Center. That's, that's literally that's the only it. place that you can buy it in Illinois. You go on yeah. their website and you're like, "Where can I buy it in Illinois?" Micro Center in Chicago, Micro Center in Westmont, and that is it. There's no yep. other locations in Illinois. So yep. uh, maybe or you, can, or you can order it in bulk online. You know, 
Oh, yeah, or you can have them send you a 24 case or like a, a four sampler and end up paying, you know, like just, you know, like even more than you would pay for um, it. Yeah. Yeah, it drives me Monster nuts. Monster shipping fees. If you want to get like free shipping, you got to order like a pallet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah like, I don't, I don't, the whole thing makes no sense to me. So, um, uh, White Sox Daily. I don't know if, uh, how many of you people saw, uh, this morning slash afternoon on Twitter. Oh, um, that uh, the site is now moving to a subscription service, um, and uh, I it, it more or less uh the whole thing uh boils down to um basically the old model of you know websites not generating any revenue. Um, not doing any, you know, like even if you, you know, even if you get like a hundred thousand clicks and, you know, get 200,000 people to your site, you're still not, still not generating any revenue with like those ad based websites. I mean, like things just aren't, uh, yeah, aren't we, the same uh, way. we were generating quite a bit of traffic and, uh, still not really seeing much in response, even partnering with, you know, websites like, uh, you know, bleacher report, uh, you know, and getting advertising going on uh, some of our stuff, the uh, the returns were, let's just say, minimal. Good word. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure Patrick could chime in on this, but I mean, it's like uh, it's kind of one of those things that, uh, you know, like I I know that, uh, you know, guys like uh, you know, like uh, some of the streaming guys that are in here, you know, it's kind of one of those things like, you know, you're doing this thing that you're doing. Is streaming. You're doing it for, uh, you know, I could get a Depends sponsor. Uh, you know, I mean, for how long I've been sitting here, I might need a Depends if I hadn't gone to the bathroom earlier with that awesome commercial that I put up here. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, get, uh, like, I could keep drinking the sparkling ice here. I might need some myself. True, true. And I mean, you get, you could, you can combine sponsorships there. If we get uh, spa- sparkling ice to sponsor us, mix it with Depends. It's cross-platform marketing there, you know. But, hey, I mean, like, uh, and like, I could, I could get, a, I get a cigar from uh, Frontline Cigars and uh, smoke that on screen too while we're at it. True, I, I saw it. True. I saw an offer. I saw an offer. Don't think I didn't. We were in the middle of conversation, <laughs> but I saw that offer, and uh, we, you know, we'll we'll talk. I told you I'm gonna hit you up, man. Yeah. So I mean, it's like I know, like all these guys do, like they're uh, do the streaming and thing. gay and G Fuel. Okay, <laughs> that's about right. <laughs> Um, For these old rusty bones, that might uh, that might actually work. <laughs> uh, you know, like they do it because they enjoy playing video games. I mean, they're not here to to make money, and you know, like, f- at, but at the same time, you know, like after you put in, you know, like a, a certain amount of work, you know, at some point, you know, you would think that you would want to be, you know, get at least some sort of comp- compensation out of the whole thing, and you know, like, uh, you know, you get, uh, you know, subscriptions on the on Twitch here and everything, and there are donation things and all that stuff but like, the thing is is that you don't get any of that stuff until you get to a certain point when you you know you hit affiliate so it's like well all right well that's cool and everything so uh it's kind of like the whole thing about uh you know doing a website it's the same thing is that at this point you know it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to uh to try and chase ad revenue at this point right. with like these uh you know wordpress sites so so it ends up uh that um decision was made to turn it to a subscription service so um yeah 
And before we get into that too, we would just I want to remind everybody that uh, some of our content will be uh, available absolutely free, like this, including including this uh, live stream that we are going to do at least once a week, uh, and maybe more often when we have the opportunity. Try and start uh, doing it more often. Yeah, and then the other thing is, is uh, you know, we'll still have some some uh, written content available as well, some uh, some game recaps and you know some short stories and news, uh, you know. They'll be more uh, the the subscription service will be more catered to uh, you know in depth kind of stuff. I think is is uh, how it was put to us uh, earlier today, and uh, you know we do have some pretty good talented folks here. Yep. At White Sox Daily, that will put together some really uh, well written and put together uh, in depth pieces that I think uh, you know is worth a, a couple bucks here and there. You know what I mean? And uh, as of right now, this month till the end of April, uh, we are running a twenty percent off promotion, which I believe is that on top of an additional twenty five percent. I think so. I think there's so. a few different yeah. promotions going on there where you could end up with a a full six month to a year subscription for you know what did they say less than yeah, it's like forty five bucks or less or something a, like that. Actually, yeah, with it's... the with the uh, with the discounts, I believe it's uh, yeah. in thirties somewhere and. Uh, you know, less than what a cup of coffee costs a day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like uh, it's a monthly subscriptions are five bucks, but if you do it now, it's like three bucks a month or whatever. So maybe it's like, uh, yeah, it's like forty five dollar yearly subscription works out of three bucks a month. Well, I think that's that math's not thirty six bucks. Yeah, right now, if yeah, right. if you do it, yeah, if you do it right now, it's like thirty six bucks, and that's at uh, White Sox Daily dot uh, dot com. And uh, yeah, there you go, Patrick. And I know that um, there's also only fans, huh? Yeah, only fans. Only yeah. fans. Uh, <laughs> Bodie, you're starting to scare me, bud. Uh, and I think Bodie tried to call us old a little while ago. Oh, I think that's probably the uh, that's probably the um, the categories that he peruses. You know. Oh, so, old uh, white men and on OnlyFans. <laughs> you know, at least old. Um, yeah, so, uh, there's the, um, I know that, uh, Patrick just set up a, a YouTube as well. So, um, uh, there'll be some of this stuff is going to end up there. Um, I know that they're going to take, uh, that, that there's going to be, um, these Twitch broadcasts. I don't know, like, since we're not, uh, affiliates, partners, whatever, we don't have VODs anyway, so we don't have the, the, the VODs video on demand we don't have those here anyway so probably like i know that the archived uh versions of these are going to end up there as well um and they're probably going to end up having to do some sort of uh video editing and this will end up on you know in some shape or form on the youtube so we'll zoom. be out there you'll we're, we're going to be able to be found that's that's not going away for sure uh we're just looking for a little bit of support uh you know i'm when pen would that I, I all of a sudden cannot talk when patrick brought G-Fuel? this up ah uh, you know <laughs> i wish that was my excuse i think it's more like i probably need a g fuel because i'm running out of gas here mm. but uh you know uh patrick put it out to the group our founder put it out to the group today and uh you know a big part of 
what happens behind the scenes at White Sox Daily. And a big reason why we think some of the folks here need to be compensated a little bit is our very own host here, Mr. Ian Eskridge, has put in countless. For the love of the game. You guys have no idea. No idea what this guy has put in to uh, get this stream up and running as smoothly, you know, with our minor hiccups here and there, as smoothly and as professionally looking as it has. Uh, the man is a, is a workhorse. And uh, so we applaud you for that. Hey, thanks. And, uh, you know, if you guys can find it in your hearts to, uh, you know, show us a little love, we'd uh, greatly appreciate it for sure. Yeah, that would be, uh, you know, you know, we're just uh, putting I'm out I'm not going to pander, though. Don't make me beg. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like the, the whole thing's like, uh, you know, everybody wants a, at least a little, little something, you know, whatever. Um, I don't know. Uh, White Sox, anything else? No. Uh, I think we said it. I, I had a lot to get off my chest today, and a lot of it was bitching, and I did my bitching, and I'm done. And, uh, you know, it was kind of like a therapy session for me, so I thank you guys for being a part of that as well, too. Yeah, this is, uh, this week's been, uh, I, I have to say, like, this, uh, the beginning of this whole season has kind of been, you know, like, up and down for probably everybody in here that I'm looking at, because I know that uh, SJD, uh, bless his heart, is a, is a Yankees fan, and uh, he's having a rough go of it. Uh, they're playing pretty bad um <laughs> you see that there uh Bodie you know is a Reds fan and they've <laughs> had uh they've had some ups and downs um as well I mean you know there's been some really really good stuff coming out for them as well but uh you know that everybody is you know all you know a bunch of everybody else in here are White Sox fans and that's been a roller coaster and uh, unless you're the A's pretty much the A's like I was like the only team that's uh, pretty much been exciting the entire time and not had like any super meltdowns. Like other than that, like the Braves started off like garbage. The Phillies keep their their they bullpen even found keeps a way games. to win in extras at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down they two didn't give it away. To, they didn't give it away to the A team. Yeah, to the away team. That's yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like this whole thing. There's oh there's and. Spencer Pomeroy, you're obviously not going to get any. Uh, you're not going to get any arguments in a White Sox. Uh, <laughs> yeah, stream, no, uh, on yeah, that certainly comment. not. <laughs> yeah, I see that uh, Kyle J. Weinmeyer has not shown up uh, to the Ibby gentleman there, um, because I, I would like to. Uh, I would like to know about those uh, how those twins are looking, because uh, that's been. That's been an ugly let. Kyle is hiding. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, Kyle J. Weinmeyer's uh, in this uh, group of gentlemen here, and he happens to be the resident Twins fan, and he loves talking smack about the White Sox. And uh, I have to say, I feel pretty terrible watching them get swept in the doubleheader yesterday and then get oh. uh, punched in the mouth Doesn't today. it just break your heart? You hate to see it. Oh, you hate to see it. Yeah, so uh yeah, I think that's about it for uh for this week. Uh thank you guys all for uh tuning in and uh wasting your time with us, gentlemen. It's uh it's been a good time. And uh ladies Always a pleasure. I, I is uh I think Mrs. Miller's in here somewhere. Is that is that right? 
I don't I don't know that she or was she, uh, or joined she's us dead. tonight. Yeah, so uh, we appreciate you guys coming to hang out and uh, uh, appreciate the support and uh, coming here and doing the chat. Uh, so um, until uh, we're going to try and get uh, – thanks, Patrick, appreciate it. We're going to try and get uh, a schedule ironed out here. And I know that we keep on saying that we're trying to get a schedule ironed out, but uh, between me and this guy over here um, – scheduling's kind of tough um yeah so, life is uh life has come at both of us pretty fast here the last couple of weeks so just give yeah. us you just bear with us we'll get there i promise we'll get there yeah we'll, we'll figure it out so uh at i Eskridge on twitter uh at danny miller wsp on twitter um thanks for coming guys uh white sox white white com. wow my it's the uh g fuel um thanks for coming guys appreciate it have a good night hey,